Hello, handsome dads. Welcome to Jack's Tap, episode 36. Today I got on a very special guest, my friend John McCombs. He is a comedian, uh, producer with me on the show we run in Evanston at the, or the show we ran, I suppose, in Evanston at the Celtic Knot uh, in Evanston called with the Wild Comedy Club, Sunday nights at 7.30. So if you're watching this in the future, listening in in 2021, check out Wild Comedy Club at the Celtic Knot in Evanston. Um, so John, I met John three or four years ago when I was doing the Rock House Comedy Show in Wilmette. And when I, I didn't know anybody in Chicago comedy and I needed to actually book my comedy show with people other than me, my buddies, and Jay Harry's dad, uh, who swore at everyone, went over the light, and then when I gave him the light for the second time, uh, he told me to fuck off and let him finish his story. Anyway, uh, I reached out on Facebook in what turned out to be just a horrible result of so many terrible Chicago comedians nonstop reaching out to me for spots on shows to this day. Um, but one of the great things was I found John. John reached out to me. He was clearly just, it was like, holy shit, this guy is reaching out to be booked on shows. How is he not being the guy that is uh, always being booked? But, you know, over the years that I've known him, he's just worked his way and been so funny to, you know, He's, he was about to go on his third European comedy tour before COVID hit, moved to New York, go on to the next phase of his comedy career. But John's one of the hardest working guys I know. He's one of the people that uh, this, you know, only will turn into something that helps him because of how hard he works. He's former military, so he's crazy like that. Um, anyways, enjoy John McCombs on Jack's Tap. Just one look at you. And I know it's going to be a lovely day. Yo, how are you? Not bad, man. I'm digging the haircut. <laughs> Thanks. I uh, I did it myself. Can you believe it? Uh, yeah, I can actually. <laughs> it was. <laughs> yeah, I uh, at the very very beginning of quarantine, I buzzed it. I had a haircut appointment the Friday uh, that everything shut down, and uh, so I would have been able to get in, but apparently my barber said she felt sick, so she went home. Mm. And I was like, I'm not going out like that. So I just <laughs> took a. We're talking about man, you're white dude. You just go to Great Clips and you're fucking good to go. <laughs> I got. Hold on, look. You see that? Oh Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I, that that's I didn't do that. That's a bald spot. Oh okay. Yeah, that would uh, be I'll, tough. I like how you should ah, strategically hide it with your headphones. Yeah, you can't even tell. <laughs> I can't trust no sports clips to that fucking. Yeah. Yeah, that's a uh, that's uh, a little much. That's all such a weird, like bald spot too. It's such I, a... I think when I was a kid, so I I used to get like dry scalp really bad, and I, I would put like it would like really be like crusty. It was like gross, mm -hmm. and my mom gave me this like oil that like got it all like loose and then back to normal but while it was happening i could like pull away at like my hair and my scalp and being a little kid i just kept fucking doing it uh, I, th I think that's what it is because it's literally just like two weird little spots as if somebody picked away at yeah. it yeah and oh, uh either that or you had like a, a mole or something yeah uh, is alopecia that's like a a skin disease right i think so but i'm not sure I think that's what my mom took me to a dermatologist one time because I finally was like, hey, I got a couple bald spots, you know, and I'm 16. Um, and we went there and she like tried injecting literal steroids into my skull, like into my scalp. And it just oh, didn't. That must, that yeah. Must done wonders for your puberty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's why you're as tall as you're supposed to be only like five foot three. And then yeah. look at you now. I'm supposed to be five foot three and bald. 
Yeah. <laughs> hey, so, no one ever. No one talks about the uh, the success stories of steroids. No one ever brings those up. Yeah. No, every single story you see that is of someone's demise is because they had a steroid success story earlier. Sammy Sosa, yeah, well, Barry Bonds. You see their terrible demise, but their come up all about. They those did roids. win. Yeah. I mean, they got the gold. They yeah. they hit the most home runs. They've got they've got the memories. You can't take that from them. Exactly. Sometimes it's about the journey. It's not the destination. Yeah. Who cares if you erase my name from this thing? Everybody yeah. still knows that I did it. Exactly. There you they're, go. They're literally making a 30 for 30 about that. Uh, Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. Home. Oh. What did they call it? It was. Uh, uh, I'm not sure, but they went back when they were jacking. The people could right. jack like 60 home runs in a, in a year or 100. Yeah. Back when every single like the top 30 players went from a buck 80 to 225 in a summer and just started yeah. home runs. And they're like, yeah, we don't know what's going on, but ratings are up. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be damned. Just cranking home runs out, out, out of Wrigley field. Yeah. Yeah. But now I think it's, they just changed the ball instead. And that way you can't, uh, can't blame the players. Just They changed the ball. They, uh, there was more home runs than ever the last couple of years. And so now they're theorizing that they juiced the ball and made it. So like the seams were like either tighter or looser, which apparently changes the physics of the ball and lets it like fly further or something, or I don't know. Huh. And uh, made the grip of it harder for pitchers to like hold on to. So they can't get as good of a cut on it for like pitches. Mm -hmm. So it makes it easier for hitters to predict. That's what, people guess but who knows if that's real what a lame conspiracy theory for someone to have <laughs> like of all the ones you pick you're gonna go with the but you, i'm telling you man they just the ball said they're different they just, like that's the thing yeah. well <laughs> john they they steroids are out of the game like there's no way that they're still fucking around they put two more seams in the balls damn it yeah they're t they're tighter and they're 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 not. They're not as sticky. Well, yeah, yeah. I'll take that guy over like the you know the QAnon or lizard people. Well, that's know, guy. That's a legit flat earther just in baseball because like that's not that <laughs> it's not that cool of a theory. It's like oh yeah. Right. If that's if that's the worst it gets, I'm I'm, I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like you know what, Doug? I still fuck with you. All right. Well, we'll entertain this one. I'll give you. I'll give you this one. <laughs> as long as you've before as long as you do it just one inning out of the nine we're good but if you keep bringing it up every time they hit a home run we're fine yeah that's like the difference between like black you know uh conspiracy theories and white conspiracy ours are just like yeah uh sports are rigged you know that's 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 so those are our conspiracy theories just <laughs> And then the yeah, whites we have like, all the insane yeah, ones. white conspiracy theories are like, there, there's a secret organization running the, 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 the planet. It was like, yeah, but they're called white people, all right? We've known <laughs> yeah. this yeah. for so long. It's, they're not telling us anything new. But I, I don't know who they are, so they're secret to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. How about this whole um, uh, the Joe Biden thing about you know his whole controversy did you see that the when he was talking to Charlemagne. Yeah yeah, yeah 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 what do you think about first it? off why the why the fuck is he on the breakfast club? i know dude it's so funny oh. it's always I, I did the overlap between people who watch a breakfast club and joe biden like <laughs> ardent supporters there there's zero there's none yeah. whatsoever like, yeah i don't get why he even went on that show well, I mean, clearly he's trying to get the black vote, um, and See, clearly he already had it. If he could just shut, the I know, up. right? Yeah, if it, the fact that he went on there and gave him what, like five to ten minutes, and said, "If you don't vote for me over Trump, you ain't black." It's like clearly you felt like you had the vote already. So yeah, you probably didn't need to go on the Breakfast Club. For real, I I don't I'm like what is to be gained by going there. Right, you're an old. Like, like you're an old, embarrassingly white, white dude. Like you can't like. And even if you aren't going to go so far to think he's going senile, you know, he can't, uh, 
you know he can't hang with the Breakfast Club. For real. He's not going to he be jiving back and forth with Charlemagne. He, he would have had a he, – he's like the type of dude who would have, like, come up with an ad. It's like, what do I rap in this ad? You know, all the kids <laughs> today – they love rap. Well, I try to connect with them through rap music. It's <laughs> just, yeah, you know, yeah. The lamest, fucking most cringy goddamn thing you ever saw. But yeah, there's no, just stick to your little luncheons with the right. NAACP. Like, stick with, like, that shit. Don't try and be hip. Don't. Thank God he wasn't in studio, though, because he would have sniffed Angela Yee all the way through. He just, he needs to not talk to anybody under 40. That's Yeah, I mean, it is kind of funny how little he is talking, you know? I mean, Corona, I guess. Because when he talks, this shit happens. Absolutely, but it's just hilarious how it's like, you would think right now the best thing, like, you could do is uh, have a Democrat. Well, yeah, yeah, (laughs) but I mean, I mean, if it wasn't Biden, like, you would think ideally you would have somebody who could, like, go at donald trump right now and like just you know pound for pound be able to like combat a point that they make and you know call him on the fact that he's golfing during the corona thing you know all that but like they're just like you know what it just be best if you stay quiet and never appear ever literally their entire campaign hinges on joe biden not being donald trump yeah and just so him. nothing he can do between now and then, now and November, can hurt him right. or help him. Right. Yeah. If he just were to stay locked in a basement until November, yeah. nothing would change. Him and Ruth Bader Ginsburg are hanging out in a bunker together. They're just like, you two I just hope, stay I home. I hope they're not together. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's not fucking rubbing her shoulders and... <laughs> Uh, trying Ruth, to kiss her Ruth, 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 <laughs> rub my legs. She's probably getting so exhausted talking to him. Yeah. She's like, she's trying to talk about like the Constitution. He's like, you know who always loved the Constitution? Corn Pop. Now, <laughs> Corn Pop was this fella down the street. He'd always have, he'd always say, you know what? They should have extra amendments. We don't have enough amendments. Now, my favorite condiment is mustard, personally. But it just goes and all I, random. And I put the mustard and 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 Ruth was telling me the other day, just yeah, he cannot stay in one lane. I thought the uh he didn't do anything offensive to the black kids, but you remember the when he was at that public pool talking about the interaction he had with a gang member when he was a lifeguard there. And he, it's when he says all the kids rubbed his legs underneath the pool and they'd look at the, the hair. Have you ever seen that clip? No. Oh, my God. All right. We got to pull this up. Um, well, that wasn't the corn pop one? I don't think so. Where he's saying, like, <laughs> the kids used to look or they used to go underneath the water and they'd rub my, my legs and they'd look at the hair turn in the water and it would look blonde. And before he starts this, um, what should I look up? Joe Biden. I don't, uh, uh, like, I don't know how it came down to these two fucking people, man. I it's know, just man. like, it's... how, and the, 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 it's upsetting part about it too. It's, you know, I travel overseas and now I got to deal with people being like, this is who you guys picked. I'm like, no, yeah. this is not who we wanted at all. It's yeah. all, it, I, I like I I liken it to when you go out with to eat with friends and you're like let's all share pizza. Some people want meat lovers. Some people want fucking you know or vet. But some people are vegetarian. Some people like peppers. Some people. So you, the only thing you can all agree on is like a cheeseless, gluten-free crust with sauce on it. Yeah, and that's good. who Joe Biden is. Yeah, that can't remember that it is that terrible of a pizza yeah and it just thinks it's the same great pepperoni pizza it was in the 70s oh god i these two people could just drop dead like, which tomorrow the there's it seems more likely than not 
All right. There should be an upper age limit of to be I know, president. <laughs> I know, dude. It is ridiculous. Even with Bernie, it was insane. It was like, oh, so no yeah. matter what happens, we're going to have our oldest president ever. Yeah, I'm like this is going to be a one-term person. Right. Like the, the v- whoever it is, <laughs> it's going to be one for one term because there's no way they're making it for two. The VP is very essential. It is. Yeah. It is. Which, and, which God, is why I'm a little bit annoyed that he's just like already like it's going to be a woman. It's like, well, just why don't you go ahead and vet a lot of people, dude? Like you're going to need just whoever's the best here. Don't all of a sudden just limit yourself already because you want to look good. Yeah, but I don't. It doesn't matter. I mean, I I hope he doesn't go with Klobuchar. It's like, yeah, that'd be such yeah. a boring, boring pick. Well, it want... doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They're gonna lose anyway. So whatever. Right. Yep. Right. <laughs> all right. You want to watch this? Okay. What is this? Oh wait. Hold on. I gotta share it. So this, that, this, that. All right. Are you looking at it? Uh, yeah, yeah. I see this now. Mouse, thank you very, very much. You hear it? Yeah, I hear it. Thank you. Can I be oh, twelve start? minutes? Yeah, yeah we're not gonna watch the whole thing, but look at the first. So come on up here. Yeah, come he literally starts me. it by getting all of these black kids who are at the pool that he's disturbing by having this press conference. He's like, hey, all you kids in bathing suits, why don't you get behind me? Come on. Who wants to kiss me on the lips? (laughs) Yeah. So this is how he does the whole thing like this. Just all these black youth in bathing suits. Like, who is this guy? Great, great, great people. Where my fellow lifeguards were 13 of us. I learned that. Uh, two top buttons of, unbuttoned. Fuck out of here, man. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> 78 I, years old. And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand yes. and it get hot. I got a lot of, I got hairy legs that turn, that, 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 that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. They'd look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. Yeah. And I tell you what. Yeah. So that's. Uh, Oh, man. I don't know if I full on buy into his cognitive deterioration thing Wait, why can't I, I mean but at the same time it's just like, like yeah, this mean, is the fucking guy like I don't know he's, he's not senile but he's supposed to be the president and like you should go into it very cognitively aware because it's only gonna drain you like look at every president other than Trump the stress that it takes on you. <laughs> He's he like the only person who yeah. got like better, yeah. like more youthful as. Yeah. Which is <laughs> not, it's not saying much, but it is still true because. That's because he sucks the life force out of everybody around him. Like he just has to fire someone every month. And then right. that's how he absorbs <laughs> their essence. And that's how he sustains <laughs> himself. <laughs> it's just a vacuum. Yeah. Of soul. That- <laughs> That and he also just doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> like, yeah. Whereas other presidents are like, oh my God, people are dying. Like the economy's going terrible. This is like, this is so stressful. He's like, yeah, all right. Like, Look, some people are just going to have to die. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, I'm not going to get elected again. <laughs> well, the economy was better than it was before. So if anything, I'm helping these people. Yeah, it's, uh, man. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. literally it was like, only the moderates or like all the moderates were getting the votes, but clearly nobody knew who they wanted. So then it's like, well, I guess Joe's kind of the bland version. So yeah. Yeah. They all fell in line behind him. Like, I don't dude. I would, I would have been on board for like Buttigieg, honestly, if that, if the moderates, if that's what they chose, they went with moderate guy. Sure. Okay. Whatever. Fine. Like, but Joe Biden was literally the worst one. Yep. 
yeah. out of all of them. Not only is he old as shit, he just says stupid shit right. and has a very checkered past. Like that's it's uh, God, it's just so fucking frustrating. Yeah, like they learn nothing. Yeah. Now they can't use the um sexual assault card against Trump because they want yeah, no. they they don't want that brought up. They can't have Biden go at him with, you know, logical takedowns. He's not there mentally anymore. And if it goes into a punching match, it's going to be Joe being like, let's take it outside and I'll take it outside, if they even allow, if, they, if they even allow it to be. And, and Trump, will, Trump will honestly, like, yeah. um, pressure the shit out of him to have a debate. Yeah. And it's going to work. He's going he's gonna to lure him in with a debate because the Democrats were like, we don't want you to have a debate with this fucking guy. Yeah. And Trump's going to be like, oh, he's too afraid to beat me. He's going to come out as like WWE yep. Trump. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm calling you out, Joe Biden, like that shit. But man, yeah, it's I don't know, man. Every day it's like maybe I should just move to Europe already. Just <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm thinking I'm gonna I'm gonna move to whatever comedy town Joe Rogan starts. Yeah, I don't even want him to be there because then all his fucking followers are gonna be there, and his fans are 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 some fucking lunatics as well yeah that's true but i was thinking <laughs> if they like start their own comedy club i'll be like let me intern for you and then you're the fucking door guy and then you get right in and then you're the, his opener when we get out of this that's how it works john mm, i don't i'm not entirely sure i don't think you know how to break into business okay mm, oh hey see what you did there yeah um, speaking of which john has a great podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts um i don't think it's on itunes yet but we're on spotify for sure yeah breaking into business podcast i had the same thing with itunes they like i got the rss feed i got the logo i got everything and uh had like it all ready to go and spotify approved me and itunes was like it's not ready it's not official i was like okay and i kept pitching it like every time i got one they're like it's not Amen. complete and then just all of a sudden, after like I had 20 episodes, it finally worked or something. Hey, I'm all for quality control, though, because, you know, I look at it same way, like stand up. Yeah. Like Netflix is like, I don't know about you uh, and maybe or whatever, but they got quality specials on there. Then you look at Amazon Prime yeah. and they're like, whoever wants one, dude, just like, we'll put it up. We, we, we sell everything, man. You want, you want a stand-up comedy special? You want a, a kitchen set? Well, you can get the same <laughs> shit in the same place. Yeah. Just the sheer, that's just the sheer um, range of quality from between specials and even just the regular programming is just enormous. Like you yeah. see some specials where they like, we rented an arena for Russell Peters and then you'll see one where it's like, we shot this in the in the kitchen of a fucking TGI Fridays. Like <laughs> it is, oh, some of those on there are fucking. Uh, yeah, there's some really bad ones, and I've gone through a few of them more than I usually would during this quarantine. And it's like, Jesus, I know Chicago people that, well, maybe couldn't do an hour like that, but at least if they if they featured for the person, they probably would have buried them. Oh yeah, it it's it's so. I was watching one the other day where it was, um, it was, I'll just say, well, I won't say who it was, but in any case, I don't know him, but it's all one shot. And so it's all like a continuous shot, but the audience was so fucking coached. Really? Like, yeah. Like they would applaud like every 30 seconds. Imagine sitting through an hour long show where people were applauding your jokes every. 30 fucking seconds. Dude, yeah. I would I, I would get pissed if I was a comic kid. Like, yeah. the audience was doing that to me. I'm like, y'all need to shut the fuck up. Like, it's, like, this is absurd. Dude, I don't know if, like, it would be the best problem to have, obviously, gaining an audience so that you can sell out wherever you go. But I wonder if I'm going to have the same picky thing about audiences that I do being in an audience as I do when I'm on stage. I am so mm -hmm. particular with, like, who's laughing loudly if they have a weird sounding laugh or an annoying laugh or if they have their phone out you know and they're looking down or they they're doing table talk to the person next to them because i'll be like kind of a dick in comedy shows and like turn around and be like hey man can you shut up like 
I don't, I didn't come here to, I didn't come here to listen to you. Like, are you the name yeah. of the ticket? Oh, okay. We're listening to this guy right now. You know, I, I get like really mean about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't really, I don't know. I, I, I try not to, I guess. Cause I mean, I, I've never, well, I, okay. I did pay. Oh, okay. Here's my little confession. I did go see Louis C.K. Uh, <laughs> I he saw was in Zanies. Yep, I yeah. saw that too. Yeah, and uh, there were some like frat bros or whatever uh, in, in at the booth in front of me, and it was like they like uh, halfway through they started talking to each other and they were like making plans or whatever and kind of laughing and I was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Like. <laughs> You guys are literally here watching one of the funniest fucking people on the face of the earth. And you think whatever it is you say between each other is funnier than what he's saying? Right. Like, are you out of your fucking mind? Like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. it, they left early. I'm like, are you, what? That's tough. I don't know. That to me, that would like kind of bothered me. It's like, yeah. you don't really, you don't realize like what you're seeing right now is something really fucking special. And on top of it to be in a club where it's like this guy, Louis should not be at this club right now. Like he's way too good to yeah. be at a club. He's literally talking about how you used to do arenas and stadiums yeah. And, yeah. and all this shit. And now you're seeing him in a 200 seat, 200 right. person club for a fraction of what it would have cost to get, you know, to see him at like Chicago theater or some arena. And now, and, He's like right there. You're 30 feet from him. And not so, because he fell off, just because he, like, it wouldn't make sense well, for him to do that right up. now. He fell off as a person, not as a comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't like you're seeing Richard Pryor, um, Sam, oh, Kin the, Sam the Kinison at the end, yeah. right? Yeah. You're it's not like, seeing these people in Vegas when, right. you know, they're just trying to ride this shit out. Yeah, you're just, but, you're just doing it for the bucket list. It's like, no, Louis, like, should be in his prime right now. Yeah, dude, imagine seeing, like, Jordan in right, yeah, 97. At the YMCA. <laughs> yeah, just putting on a clinic. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, man, you guys want to go play basketball down the street? Right, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yo, dude, check out this Twitch stream of this guy playing 2K right now. Yeah, like, what are you even talking about? This is yeah. Michael Jordan right in front of you, and you, you are <laughs> yeah. so, I don't know. It's just, it, it, I don't know why it bothered me as much as it did, but it, it just stuck out of my mind. It's like, no, there's no, absolutely. There's no pleasing some people. Right. Yeah, but for me, I'll be like, if somebody has, like, an obnoxious laugh, I think it's kind of, like, just my attention span is terrible, but I'll just be like, mm. you're ruining this. Like, I let it I let it ruin it for me. I full-on just let it ruin it. I, I wish I didn't. I wish I could be mature enough and just ignore it and be like, well, I'm here for me, and I'm not going to let her affect me. She's just having a good time. No, I'm literally, like, every joke, I'm like, is she going to laugh again? Yep, she fucking laughed. Well, you know... And then that's when you get the person who's like, they complain, they threw me out for laughing. I can't <laughs> laugh at a comedy show. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's some people, just, I mean, they can't help it. I don't really hold that against them. Yeah. But. I'm just worried that, again, would be an amazing situation to be in where I'm on stage, I have a crowd sold out, and I'm just like, because I have a microphone, I'm like, would you shut the fuck up? <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like, are you getting mad at one of your fans for laughing at you? It's like, it was just a little bit obnoxious. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Was uh, I have a friend who has like an obnoxious laugh, and so I mean, people. I do too. A, a comedians love her, but I don't know how other audience members feel. Yeah, but I don't know. I I, I enjoy her laugh. I think it's fun. She and it's she has like an infectious laugh where it's one of those that like spreads through the room. You know, right? So it it helps. It helps make other people feel comfortable enough to laugh you're actually right i have experienced that before do you remember um those two jewish guys i ran the rock house with and how their mom would always be there and had the uh, most loud and crazy laugh 
I don't remember. I, I can't remember their faces, but I, I think I know who you're talking about. This, these two guys that I did it with, their mom would always be there, and she had the loudest laugh. And actually, I do remember every time it happened, it would be a fun crowd work thing you could do, and you'd be like, hmm. oh, every comic would be like, can you come to all my shows? And everybody yeah. else would laugh at the laugh. So you're right. That's a good point. I guess it's right. What if people who have like loud laughs just are tired of hearing that? Like the, yeah. the way we're tired of hearing like, oh, I got a joke for you. Like that's our version right. of you know, yeah. that to them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you want me to come to all your shows? Oh, <laughs> well, guess I'll check my schedule. Right. And they do like a fake laugh, but it's like they're really loud, obnoxious. One like, well, ha, 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 very funny. <laughs> Come to your show. Haven't heard that just before. Die a little bit inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Oh man, maybe that's how we reopen comedy after this. You can't you can't fill the room, so you just get a couple of really obnoxious laughers, and you f you just disperse them throughout. Hey, there you go, man. Same I mean, same decibel level. Hey, laugh tracks. Yeah, We're coming back. There you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're bringing back laugh tracks. Yeah. <laughs> when whenever we get to bring our comedy show back it'll just you you me and paul will need to be that clap track every 30 seconds just to like if we're not allowed to fill the room we're just like we have different speakers set up mm -hmm. ringers oh, outside yeah. the doors dude i'm so i'm was, I was, i'm so like frustrated the fact that this happened now because it, it felt like we finally were like getting it going consistently yeah, you know? i don't I don't think it felt like it. It was pretty clear we, because it wasn't just like a couple good shows and we didn't know what we were doing different. It was, mm -hmm. we started chalking day of, we started putting the sign out front and then we got the younger kids and we had a perfect yeah. mix of the young and old. And it was like four, yeah, which is what four we were or five like, straight shows. Which is what we were always trying to go for, but we always get like the older crowd, like yeah. the Northwestern kids wouldn't fuck with us. Right. But Oh, man, it was just frustrating because it just was like we were there, like we had full rooms and we people yeah. were having fun. We were, and then just all this shit came about, and now it feels like all that you know what we had been doing for like a year and a half. Now yeah. it's like, well, now right. we got to start all over again. You know, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, because it affects Joe Rogan's more than us. It's not like you know, we can't do a 30 person comedy show as much as he can't do an arena, but it'll be well, weird. No, Cause I it's mean, a small room back there. Like, are they going to make well, us be socially no, it, distant? It, I think it affects us way more than it affects him. He's got money. He's, well, he's yes. fine. He's got yeah, yeah. multiple revenue streams. It's the people in the middle who yeah. are really gonna, like, it's you guys who are like, uh, <laughs> uh, just starting to headline and yeah. you're, or you're solid feature acts who are like just starting to go full-time right. now that's where people are really gonna are really hurting because now it's like fuck I, I quit my job before this i did yeah. you know and so now there's no work so those are the people who are really in a tough spot and honestly like i was about to be in that spot yeah uh a year or two from now so yeah I'm, in a way i'm kind of thankful that it happened when it did as opposed to like a year later and then I'm trying to, you yeah. know, go full time and it's not, it just gets pushed back. That yeah, hurt more. Yeah. This would have been especially brutal for you a year from now. Yeah. I'm, I don't mean Joe is struggling. I just meant he's not going to be able to do arenas for, I don't know how long. And I don't know when theaters will come back, but mm. it would seem like independent comedy shows will, as long as we don't, you know, as long as they're not like, well, you still have to be six feet apart. If that happens, our show is kind of fucked well, in that room. But if not, I, I people could be pent up and want to get out. Yeah, because there is definitely still a demand for it. Right. Um, I just wonder if now there's going to be some sort of innovation wherein, you know, obviously, you know, uh, comedy shows outdoors aren't, weren't really like you've done some comedy shows outdoors, but like most comedians are like, fuck this. This is fucking dumb. Yeah, it might be something that gets relooked at, and you know, if that might be a reality for a lot of places, is trying to do comedy outdoors. I know 
this one comedian who was literally he set up like a, a PA system outside of his truck and was like telling jokes really? in the parking lot. Huh. Yeah. So I mean, that might be an option or something, some kind of new innovation in the in the in the future that you know we try to explore the medium in a different environment. So I mean, I'm all for innovation. I'm all for you know changing shit, but. Uh, I just have a hard time envisioning how it's going to happen. Yeah. And also the um, online shows, it just seems like that isn't a one-to-one replacement for the live comedy. No, no, not at all. It's not even close. Um, have you, have you I done think any I've, of them yet? Yeah, I've, I've, done a, I've done a couple. What do you and think? I'm not a fan, man. I, yeah. I'm, I mean, for, I think it translates better to some per- people's particular styles as opposed to others, like if you're a person who could go up there and just talk and you're not talking with the audience at all, you're fine. Yeah. You know, especially like if you're like a, a joke, if you're like a one-liner type guy or yeah. a storyteller, you can, that's fine. You can probably get away with that shit. But like, if you're anywhere in the middle, I feel like you're kind of fucked because like standup is about interactive and, communicating with an audience and for me my style is i like to have it feel like it's a conversation yeah. it's very like low-key it so i don't know i i feel like for me it's going to it just does not translate well and i i feel it might not look like it from the outside but i feel frustrated at that yeah did any of them have like the the audience where they're like so you can hear the laughter during it right um, I think one or two, wait, I did two and I think only one did maybe, um, so but the, the other, the other, they muted the audience and they muted all the, that's the other thing too, is so like, it's just quiet. You have no, you have yeah. no barometer if your jokes are working or not. Yeah. You have no barometer for how they're being received. And that, that's weird because right. you have no way to, to audible if shit's like bombing unless you're like clicking through the individual faces and sometimes <laughs> yeah. i look right. at people and see if am i getting a, at least a visual reaction yeah. from my jokes but you know it's so hard to um to just change that on the fly when you don't have any indicators that you know it, it just it just feels odd to even address the fact if you are telling a joke that didn't land you, it's hard to be like come out of it with with a save or something right yeah and then if you're like pausing for a spot where you think there should be a laugh and you don't know that they're not laughing to them it just looks like you're being awkward as shit and like self-conscious or they do laugh and you know the laugh is just as loud as if it was somebody right in front of you laughing in your face and it kind of throws off your whole timing it's it's yeah yeah it's so it's whole it's for me it's difficult and I run an open mic, um, now, um, uh, but yeah. that's more relaxed. It's a smoke break virtual open mic every Sunday at seven thirty. So if you're interested, um, yeah, there, there's that. Uh, but, um, that our, our whole formula for that one is it's one minute, um, where you get uninterrupted. You can do a joke, you can pitch a premise, you can do whatever. And then after that minute, we allow there's you get four minutes of just like audience feedback, and that feedback can be anything from I like this, I hated that, or you could just roast the person if you wanted to. The whole idea is kind of to recreate a smoke break outside of an open mic where people are just like yeah. shooting the shit, you know. And it's it's more relaxed, it's more fun, and I think it's it's a lot better formula because everybody feels like they're being engaged at all times. So it's not like a typical open mic where you're just waiting for your turn and you're not paying attention to the you know five or six comics in front of you. Right. Well, that's fun. I'll try that out. That's because that's an open mic, you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do it every every Sunday at seven thirty. Now it's called Smoke Break Virtual Open Mic, um, and it's just like you comment in the group. I capped the list at fifteen, but we've never hit the cap before, so it shouldn't be a problem. But cool. um, we've only done two. We got so, but we got return customers and people um, like the format. So yeah. and it's fun. Both times I did it, I had a lot of fun. Everybody did. 
Right, because you're not trying to recreate, you know, an open mic. No. You're just you're trying to make something that makes sense for what we have at our disposal. You know me, Jack. I I I don't like doing what everybody else is doing. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to go and do a virtual open mic, that's fine. There are plenty of them out there. I'm trying right. to do something a little bit different. So yeah. I think it's I think it's it, I get something out that's beneficial for me. Right. And. Honestly, I think I've probably come away out of like just regular smoke breaks or hangs with other comics with great tags for future jokes yeah. or new premises I wanted to work on just by talking with other comics. Nice. Have a lot of people gone on and kind of done it like a stand-up set and then asked for notes or are they more like pitching? Yeah, I, I mean, there's... It's a mix. So some people will straight up just do a, a, a set like it's a normal, you know, open mic. Um, or just like, hey, I wanted to work on this. And they'll tell their, because it's only one minute. Anybody can pay attention for one minute, you know. Yeah. Um, so it's not like too intensive on the audience. Um, but yeah, they just kind of pitch or tell a joke and then we workshop from there. Um and I let the conversation go wherever it wants. We could start out talking about cats and, and talking about is the moon landing fake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't try to steer the conversation any one which way. I just let it flow however it wants to flow. Cool. Sounds like a good way to just kind of stay in touch with people too. Oh, yeah. That, that too. That, uh, just getting to see everybody as well. Um, is also really therapeutic. Was Andrew there first, ready to go? Oh, you bet your ass he was. <laughs> <laughs> the last one, yeah, he was number one, yeah. ready to fucking go. He was uh, like, can you make it so I can enter the waiting room before you get there? <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's a good kid. I, I love Andrew. No, Andrew's uh, great. He, before, the first time I met him was on that, uh, the, your field day pilot when I was there as an extra. And yeah. quickly finding out like, oh, none of these are going to fit me. And he could have easily just been like, you know, it doesn't matter if this guy gets in his fucking clothes, you know, but he was real nice. He like kept like looking through outfits with me. He's like, okay, that one. And he was like helping me learn how to tie the shoes too and all that. Yeah, it was nice. Good guy. <laughs> yeah, man, that, that that's a... I'm so amazed we that project actually like came to fruition that yeah right <laughs> that it literally I would wake up at night in like a cold sweat because I'm like there's no fucking way this is gonna work and this is yeah. all gonna fall apart it came so close to falling apart on so so many different times you don't even know dude like just this a sheer amount of like the those few days that we shot that pilot definitely rival any of my most stressful days in the Marines. <laughs> Honestly, they do. Like, so first of all, <laughs> first of all, this is field day. The name of the pilot that you made. Is there yeah. a place that people can go see it? Yeah. It's on YouTube right now. Just type in field day pilot. I think it should be the first one. Um, yeah. It's a television show I wrote and, um, and uh, we shot the first episode um, here in Chicago. And yeah, dude, it's <laughs> I wanna, some stories. Can you give any of them? Dude, okay. So um we were shooting a lot of our scenes. You were there outside of that school. Yeah. Um so it's this cold closed down school that we got um as a location to shoot. Um Imagine and, trying to do that now. Yeah. Well, okay, so here's the thing. There's a scene in where I'm playing an officer. And in his office, there are a bunch of, like, uh, weapons and shit like that. So we're bringing in all these fake weapons and whatnot. So I've got, like, I've got inert, like, the explosives are taken out, like a hand grenade. Like a World War II, like, hand grenade. Hand grenade. I've got um, a, a bayonet. Um, <laughs> I've got a replica, like, AK-47. And so I realized after we wrapped up shooting the first day, I left those things in the school. <laughs> and so 
they were still having Sunday school at this place the next day. Yeah. So I realized this. And I literally shot up in bed at like midnight. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> not only are they not going to let us shoot there anymore, I'm yeah. probably going to get like arrested yeah. for, you know, whatever. Yeah. Just for being a dumbass. So <laughs> I had to, um, luckily, I, I had hidden them under like a, 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 something in the hallway, like a tarp or something. And I called the janitor who, had, who was uh, letting us in. I was like, yeah, I left some stuff in there. Can you please let me in? And so uh, thankfully he, he let me in and no one saw that I left those things in there. Cause I'm like, yeah, the last thing I need is for some kid to find a, uh, what looks like a real hand grenade and bring <laughs> it to him, his parents. Like, Look what I found. And yeah, yeah. that's, <laughs> that would go sideways real fucking quick yeah that'd be a real tough look too for the principal or whoever let you go in there just like yeah i'm sorry who left the grenade in the school <laughs> well this this local comedian he's shooting a pilot <laughs> oh dude yeah i was i was freaking i was losing losing my mind i was so freaked the fuck out about it uh but. not quite the same stakes but i was watching this person's dog for like a week one time and they let me stay at their house so i had the keys to their house but i um lost the key on like the last day and it was like a foot of snow so who the fuck knows where that thing is um and but for that whole week it was while i was living at home still so i brought over like my bong and weed and i was like i had friends over and we were like smoking at the place but i just left it all out in like their kitchen and so, but then I lost the keys and they were coming back the next morning and I was like, okay, fuck, like, <laughs> I don't know, you know, do I even tell them that I lost the keys? I got to, cause now I got to break into their fucking house and get my weed and bong out of there. So at like 3 a.m. that night, I just was like, I got to go over there and try to get in. And I like broke in through the basement and luckily like the basement door was like, a jar and yeah so broke in stole my own weed and bong <laughs> and then the next day i was like no officer you don't understand it's mine okay. <laughs> yeah. just, you're breaking my in, weed back you're breaking into your own house no it's not my own house i was here for the week <laughs> and and then the next day like texting um that um i did lose the key and then they were like, oh, okay, like, well, is, like, is the dog okay? Like, is the dog out? I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 I got the dog out. They're like, so did you break in? And I was like, right. Uh, the basement was, like, slightly open. I didn't <laughs> definitely use a credit card to the lock and <laughs> jimmy it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a skill I wish I had. I wish I could, like. It was my I first time doing it. Oh, yeah, and it, it, it worked? Worked like a charm. You just go, man. Just put it in, and it slides it over to the side. I um, I had to break into my car once, and I was actually shocked at how easy it was. Really? <laughs> I was like, wow, you can get really good at this, and it would it would take you like thirty seconds. How did you do it? Um, well, literally, I looked it up on YouTube because I left actually um locked the car, locked my keys in the car, and left it running. So I was like, okay, doubly fucked here. Yep. Um, so. Um, it was just a matter of like wedging a, like a rod through the uh, side of the door. Um, and then just pressing the unlock button with the, with the rod. Yeah. So it's, it's actually not nearly as hard. Like you get a wedge and you like hammer the wedge in there and you use a rod to like hit the, um, unlock button. So it was not nearly as hard. So I thought it would be like, wow, yeah, I could definitely do this. And if yeah. you practice a couple times, yeah, you could get pretty good at it. Yeah, when I went to IU, my friend locked us out of his car and we called like the local security to do it because apparently you get one free like opening of your car, I guess, because they have that tool that opens up the window and all that. Um, and I guess if you do it, if you get locked out a second time on campus, it costs you money and then you have to fill out a form. But it was hilarious because the guy just came. He's like, that's the car. We're like, yep. And he did it, opened it up you know, didn't ask any questions, just like opened it up for us. And I was like, all right, you know, don't do it again. 
And we're like, we don't need to fill anything out. He's like, nah, that's if you do it twice. It's like, this could, this might not be our car then. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you're not even going to ask us like what the license plate number is or like for proof. Of- I, I remember faces. <laughs> yeah. If, well, if it really isn't your car, next time you get locked out of this car that isn't yours, then I'll catch you. <laughs> Man, all right. That's how we do it down in Indiana. Oh, good old Indiana. Yeah. yeah. Been a minute since I've been there. They're having comedy shows already. Yeah, they're ready to go. Yeah, I just saw I just saw photos from one. I was like, all right, well, you guys didn't waste any fucking time, did you? Was it like full capacity too, did it look like? Um I it I'm people were not six feet away. Sure. I'll say that. I don't yeah. know if it was full capacity, but people were not six feet away. Yeah, so. it's uh, – although St. Louis, they specific – because, like, Missouri was like, yeah, we're opening, and then St. Louis said, actually, no, right? Or are they open? Oh, I have no clue. <clears throat> yeah. But I know Brendan Schaub and Brian Callen are going to some place that normally has, like, 600 seats, and it's, like, doing 200. Mm. Yeah. That's so weird, though, like – even a bit like especially a big room having people spread out it just seems like it's so because it's not like you could put those 200 all in the front row right they're just going to be spread out all over the place so it's just which is like the worst possible scenario for a comic yeah you would rather have 200 like packed in the front yeah than 200 all over yeah it's just yeah it sucks and also uh, we have we have to keep the lights on so we can see the germs <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> we gotta have to crank up the heat too. Make sure <laughs> the heat kills the germs. Anything we can, oh, and no alcohol service. Yeah, I was just about to say, yeah. Also, only only waters. We gotta keep you healthy. Yeah. <laughs> the show's gonna uh, be at five p.m. <laughs> And uh, yonder cell phone bags are no longer a thing because uh, we don't want all that, the hand, you know, we don't want to be getting germs spread. So keep your phones out where we can see them. Well, I say let all the other places figure out how they're going to do this shit and then we'll, we'll, we'll go from there. Because I'm like, I don't know how we're, I don't know how, (laughs) you know how much shit the first show in Chicago is going to (laughs) get? Yeah. From all, from every single self-righteous community. You shouldn't be having comedy. It's like, you're not booked. What do you you (laughs) care? (laughs) But you know, the first one that comes back, there's going to be a ton of people who are going to run their yaps about, you know, it's too soon. Even if they had a vaccine, they're like, it's too soon. (laughs) The vaccine isn't proven. (laughs) Yeah, it's... Part of me... on one hand, you know, I do get people's frustrations with people not being socially distant. But on the other hand, it's like, stop being so fucking self-righteous all the goddamn time thinking, like, making your pose like, there are people, I like shit, Like, save comics who are, like, were bitching and moaning about people exercising, um, you know, uh, running around exercising and shit. And it's like, you were smoking a fucking joint with 10 other people outside yeah. of a comedy show three weeks before this shit. And now yeah. you're going to like criticize, like get the yeah. fuck out of here, man. You, yeah. were, you were doing shit way worse than them just trying to stay in shape. Right. And also like the people who are like, all I see is people outside. It's like, unless you're saying that from your window, shut the fuck up. Cause you're yeah. outside too. It's like, yeah don't just assume other people are being dumb and always like you see a guy out at the beach. You're like, so this fucker's been at the beach the whole time. It's like, no, I've also been inside for four weeks. It's finally nice out. I'm going to go to the beach for a little bit and then head back home for another two months. Like, yeah. I mean, it's just like people's people's frustrations with the fact that people aren't quarantining to the level that they're quarantining it's right. just like another way we can be fucking assholes to each other it's like you you're not quarantining as hard as i am it's like, right who gives a fuck man right. it's yeah I don't know. yeah i agree with you that it is like 
we might as well watch what these states do for two weeks and see if it just gets like goes fucking buck wild or if we're good to go. It's pretty nice that it's like, you know, down that political line, at least for that one reason, because then it's like, all right, well, like, let's see what these fucking guys are going to do. Did it work? Yeah. All right. Yeah. It, I mean, it's not even states, dude. It's, it's rural areas versus yeah. Yeah. Um, cities, you know? So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Chicago is locked down, but, you know, the rest of Illinois, yeah. save for, like, I don't know, Springfield, maybe Rockford, doesn't want to be. Yeah. So. I saw a great uh, status that was all the suburban people that are shut down because of Chicago right now and complaining you can no longer claim you're from Chicago. <laughs> Hell Yeah. Yeah. Fuck those people. <laughs> you want to say you're from Chicago, then you got to stay in like Chicago. <laughs> and I'm, I'm yeah. one of those people that's from, I could easily say I'm from Chicago and get away with it, but I'm always very specific, north suburbs of Chicago. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, which one? I'm like, you don't know where it is, so why does it matter? Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, most of us are from the suburbs, you know, grew up right. there. Um, I grew up in Joliet. Right. But even that, I don't know. It just, I, I get a weird thing about like kids who grow up in the city. Cause I'm like, you get, you, like, you just had to grow up a, like a jaded person, you know? Right. Like, there are certain things of like, you saw like sides of humanity I don't think people should see before a certain age, you know? Yeah. It's like, you, your parents wanted you to just see like a strung out, like, homeless guy just, <laughs> eh. And it's like shirtless, just uh, like that fucking yeah. dude. Like, and you're, and they were like, no, 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 you don't help that man. No, we pretend he doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> you keep on moving and you'll wait to move past him tomorrow. Yeah. It's like, that's the boogeyman. That's, <laughs> <laughs> they have real boogeyman. <laughs> like, oh my God. Thank God that's never going to happen again. No, he lives here. <laughs> yeah. You were, we're going to see him every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We do our best to avoid him. <laughs> like, oh my god, I can't believe the whole world is like this. No, we could go thirty minutes that way, and it'd be fine. Yeah, there'd you'd be, never. Ever. There'd be grass. There'd be parks. There'd be kids your age. It's 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 filled of people your age and people my age, families, parents, kids. Yeah, outdoors. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they could actually they could ride their bikes further than <laughs> yeah. the, than the. Our, our, you know, street. Yeah. Here you have to ride your bike because we can't drive. Can't afford a car yeah. here. <laughs> oh, man. I, I'm thinking of moving to, um, to uh, off of the brown or red line uh, shortly here um, come August. Nice. So I've been, I lived off the blue line all my time in Chicago. So I feel like now it's time to live off of the live in the, the nicer areas you yeah. know uh get over to lakeview or lincoln park or even like andersonville or something well, like you, that you had been just kind of prioritizing saving money so that you can move out to new york and everything right yeah and the thing well it's at so this now you point can kind of afford to splurge a little bit this year uh i mean yes and no it, it's more so just like you know, I'm trying to take comedy more seriously every single year. So part yeah. of the thing I want to do is break into the clubs more. Um, and part of the process of that is actually being physically at the clubs. Yeah. So I don't really, I'm not in much of a position to be going to the Laugh Factory just to hang out a right. lot of nights because I'm either yeah. on other shows or mics, but it's just a pain in the ass to get out there. Yeah. So um if i live off of like the brown or red line it's so much it's so much easier to do yep no that's true because i remember trying to do comedy when i was still living at my parents and it was just like i, I don't even want to i don't want to drive like that. and i had a car you know and it was like mm -hmm. well first at the very start i was taking the l down and that was i would have quit within a month um <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> i i went to one open mic at io and it was like Ended up being like one of the worst ones I found out because you have to get there two hours before Jeez. the 
yeah, it's an 8 p.m. sign up and a 10 p.m. Oh, yeah. That, I was looking at annoyance. Yeah, that yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. And so, <laughs> and I was like, well, I should get there early because I don't know how it was my first time going to an open mic in Chicago, I think. Because I went to the Laugh Factory one and it was just you sign up for the next week. So that was actually even worse. Yeah. So I literally, I showed up to the Laugh Factory. It was like, all right, you're back next week for three minutes. I was like, fuck. <laughs> then I show up. <laughs> then I show up to IO. I take the purple line to the red line to the brown line. And then I walk to IO, get there at like 7, find out that it's a 8 p.m. sign up and the show doesn't start till 10. But I like thought the signup was in the room and not downstairs. So I still was like late on the signup sheet anyway. And I didn't go to like 11. And I get on the L to go home at like 1 a.m. Didn't get home until like 2.30 or something. Oh. And uh, did horribly. You know, it was a horrible set. Um, <laughs> didn't learn anything from it. Didn't, didn't feel comfortable enough to talk to anybody there. So I didn't make any friends. Gained nothing. And <laughs> there's this homeless woman sleeping on the bench across from me on the L and then she just gets up looks at me goes to like kind of the corner drops her pants and squats and just starts urinating for literally two straight stops because I remember <laughs> we, there was a stop and I was like oh my god she's peeing like should I get on another car but then it closed and I was like fuck and then we got to the next one and I was like, she's still peeing. And I like jumped off, got onto another car and <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. I, I think one of the ones I did that was maybe not as crazy as that one, but um, I, uh, when I first started, I was still going to university of Illinois and I think I come home for the summer and I was like, Oh, I'll do, you know, I'll go up to Chicago and do some shows up there. So like take some of my friends we take the Metra from Joliet to Chicago, which is about an hour and a half to two hours. Go and take the L to, like, I think it's like the Chicago Center Performing Arts had a mic or something like that. It's like one of those mics where there's like 50 people signed up, the lottery yeah. draw, and you got two minutes, and there was <laughs> some drunk guy in the front row heckling the entire time. And so you go up, you do your dumb jokes, you get heckled, and then... Is that actually they, the, that's actually the setup of the mic? No, that's not the setup. This guy yeah, was just okay. an asshole. Right, yeah, yeah right. Um, they'd take the L, you know, all the way back yeah. to the Metra. To, it, the whole trip, like, took, like, like, six, seven hours. It was a whole day. And you were and just all your friends. Two minutes on stage. To, yeah. And I did not do well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was like, all right, well, you know, yeah, it did se seven hours to do two minutes. Yeah, dude. When you look at it like that, it is so brutal. And that, that the train ride home and you were with your friends. That's so harsh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, uh, we kind of took not, it for what it was. Right. They were my friends and we didn't, we didn't dwell on it. We were just kind of like, Oh, you know, we're all from the suburbs. So we're like, we're in Chicago. Ah, you know, True. just that bullshit. I remember cause I started in college too. And I've been doing it for the whole junior year. And I came back for the summer. Um, and all my friends were like, dude, we got to see you do comedy. Cause like they kept, you know, always being like, Oh, I wish I could go, but you know, you're at IU second year in Chicago though. Let's do it. But like, I didn't know anyone in Chicago and I didn't even know where to go. So like that first, you know, time was the laugh factory. Um, mm -hmm. Thank God I didn't bring anybody that first time. That would have been so embarrassing. Like, oh, I, I don't even get to go. <laughs> um, but I remember only really knowing about the Laugh Factory and thinking that was where to go because there was always such a long line. So I was just like, oh, this must be where everyone is. Little did I know that there was so many just open micers. And all my friends would be like, holy shit, Jack's at the, the Laugh Factory? Let's fucking go. And they'd think it was a show. Um, and it was just the worst. <laughs> oh. It's always the ones that they just suck you in. It's like, yeah, he's at the Laugh Factory. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Like, he's at Second City. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And those are the oh, worst. God. Those are typically the worst ones because it's like yeah. you're, that's when you're like a student, you know, and you're doing your like first performance as a class. Everybody, all like um, so many uh, people 
They're just like either you should be on SNL or or oh have you done do you do Second City? You probably know this person. It's like nope. I don't, it'd be like asking me if I knew somebody because we both went to IU in between the years 1970 and 2010. Yeah, um, that's like, you're saying you work at like 30 Rockefeller Plaza. I'm like, oh, do you know, do you know Tina Fey and, and Tracy Morgan? It's like, yeah. you might as well be the guy who like takes out the trash. Like right. you don't even, you don't even work the yeah. same hours. Right. Hey, I, I do get a gig going actually. Oh, okay. That's fine. I think we're pretty right. much at an hour anyway, man. Well, thanks for doing this. Cool. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Good catching up. All right. Take it Peace. easy. Peace, man. Now you're gone. Realize my love for you are strong. And I miss you here. Now you're gone. I keep waiting me by the phone. With the pictures hanging on the wall. Is this the way it's meant to be? Only dreaming that you're missing me.